Greetings, and welcome to this edition of Faith to Live By. I'm Pam Christian, your host each and every week with this podcast, where I seek to help us explore current events from a biblical and prophetic perspective, so we, as God's children, know how He wants us to respond. You've probably noticed a tremendous shift as of late. And as I've explored in the past couple of weeks with Eric Burton, my guest from Groundbreakers International, beyond what the trusted prophets have said, we have evidence from the Hebrew calendar to expect the time since August 17th, when we entered the Hebrew month of Elul, we have stepped into an intensifying time leading up to what Eric called a new era that Johnny Inlow and others have called the Kingdom Era. The Jewish New Year began September 15th at sunset, and the 10 days from Rosh Hashanah, the New Year, to Yom Kippur, also known as the Day of Atonement, that begins at sunset on September 24th, are, in my personal expectation, extremely important days immediately preceding the visible intervention of God in the affairs of humanity all around the globe. And world events are radically shifting in what seems to some to be a sudden happening, when in reality, as we've explored since 2020 with this podcast, world events have always been carefully under God's control. As I've shared in the past, the great reset, the self-appointed elite want, is in reality God's great setup. As God said through Julie Green in her September 14th post, the enemy is walking into every trap God has set before them. Similarly, Hank Kuhneman said on Flashpoint recently, we can expect to see evidence of a great turnaround around the time of the Jewish New Year. What looks hopeless for us, not unlike the Hebrews experienced when pushed up against the Red Sea, will provide opportunity for God to intervene on behalf of His people, and this will go down as one of the greatest acts of God in modern history as God intervenes to bring justice. And we're even hearing about it from mainstream media who will soon be forced to tell the whole truth on everything they have been lying and misleading the people about. For example, it seems the puppet masters of Joe Biden have turned on him, and the protection that Hunter Biden has received over his criminal charges seems to be being lifted. Also, on September 14th, Hunter was indicted on federal gun charges. We also have video evidence about the Biden crime family that is expected to surface by October 31st. This video is expected to prevent Joe from running for president. With this, there's talk about Michelle Obama running on the Democratic ticket. At the same time, it seems the truth about Barack Obama's lies and deception are being revealed. Did you see the Tucker Carlson interviews concerning Barack Obama in the past few weeks? And Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy was seriously challenged by Congressman Matt Gates for his failure of keeping his agreement that got him the position as Speaker in the first place. This is just a very small sampling of what is rapidly being brought out to finally be exposed and properly dealt with. All of this is because of the heightened spiritual battle taking place in our midst. In fact, if you have been suffering radically different trials and difficulties lately, it's because of what is taking place in the spiritual realm. My immediate family and nearly everyone I know is suffering most unexpected circumstances that have come at a time when we are especially weary because of everything we've endured since 2020. Because now, more than ever, we need to experience the power of the Holy Spirit, I've scheduled Jared Lasky as my guest today to help us better understand the vital connection we must have with God the Holy Spirit. In these days, perhaps more than any other days in the New Testament history, 
our need for a genuine connection with the Holy Spirit is the greatest. Jesus told his disciples, as recorded in John, and therefore provides instruction for us, that his departure would mean we would now have access to God in the person of the Holy Spirit, who indwells every believer in Jesus, who is to guide us into all truth and provide us with wisdom and counsel. The Church at large has not done a sufficient job discipling us about the Holy Spirit, so join me in welcoming Jared Lasky to the program. Jared Lasky and his wife Rochelle co-founded Fireborn Ministries to teach believers how to live a daily Spirit-empowered life. You can find their resources and learn more about their ministry at firebornministries.com. They also have courses such as Entry-Level Prophecy, The Last Days, The Baptism with the Holy Spirit, and more on charismacourses.com. And the popular podcast, Adventures in the Spirit, is available on the Charisma Podcast Network or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Here is my interview with Jared about the Holy Spirit and how we must make sure we have an unhindered relationship with Him. May we use these days as God has instructed His people between Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year, and Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, to position ourselves to be blessed without restriction in this new year, this new era. Jared Lasky, I have really been looking forward to having you on my podcast, especially knowing that this was going to run right after my interview with Eric Burton. Eric Burton and I had been exploring the Hebrew calendar, which as of September 15th, 2023, transitioned us into the year 5784 on the Hebrew calendar. And what we've been learning is that God has been positioning the church or maybe repositioning the church would be a better way to say it so that we understand what he is saying and we decree and we declare it to see his kingdom will done on earth as it is in heaven. And one of the things that's vital for that to happen is for God's people to truly know and respond to the Holy Spirit. So that's what I want to talk with you about today is how people can actually know the Holy Spirit. A lot of people know about him, but I don't think as many people personally know him. What do you say to that? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think people have a tendency to know God the Father and God the Son, but ignore the Holy Spirit because there's been like this mystery about him uh, through through the ages or kind of ignoring or even some people don't like to see some of the manifestations of the Holy Spirit, or they may, might have an aversion to it. And that might be because of their upbringing or theological training, or even just uh, personal experiences that they may have had in some places. But the Holy Spirit was present at creation. He was hovering over the faces of the deep from Genesis 1, verses 1 through 2. He's part of the Godhead, the triunity of God with God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit in community with them as a family and we have the distinct privilege and honor to know him and not just Jesus, not just God the Father, but have fellowship with the Holy Spirit and have a personal encounter with him and know him as a person because he has a will and emotions and feelings, a personality, and he loves to glorify Jesus. So really, I just want people to know that he loves them. He's with them always. When we receive Jesus, we receive the Holy Spirit in that moment, but there's so much more available in the Spirit-empowered life as we walk with the Holy Spirit, as we spend time with Jesus and God the Father. Yeah, as a matter of fact, it was the verse in John 14, verses 12 to 14, where Jesus says that we would do even greater works than he did. That was actually my frustration 
I mean, I was praying to the Lord saying, why aren't we seeing more of your power done on earth as it is in heaven? And I really clearly heard the Lord say it was for lack of knowledge. And specifically, as I've come to press in on that, it's lack of knowledge about the Holy Spirit. I think we all have a pretty easy time understanding, as you mentioned, God the Father, even known as Abba, which would be like Daddy, that we can be that close, that personal with our Father, our Heavenly Father. We know about Jesus, our Redeemer, as our brother, the firstborn of many, and we relate to him as our champion. But somewhere along the line, the doctrines about the Holy Spirit have been blurred. And as a result, the church has been impotent. And I think that we're at a time right now where God's saying no more. He wants that to change. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is personable. The Holy Spirit is relatable. The Holy Spirit is a person. As I'd said just a moment ago, he has a personality. And really, the Apostle Paul talks about having fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And even in the book of Acts, you know, during this, one of the great controversies that they had to address in the day about, can we eat meat? Can we not eat meat? You know, what about all the unclean things? And what about these Gentiles coming to Christ Jesus? Are they saved? How do we address this? What do we say? They said something very incredible to me. They wrote a letter back saying, it seemed good to us and to the Holy Spirit, to the Holy Spirit. They were surrendered and they had this fellowship and friendship with the Holy Spirit in the early church that we need to have today where they personally know the Holy Spirit and this is his guidance and direction. And from there, they were able to issue these instructions to the Gentiles welcoming them into the Christian faith, because it was a theological thing that they had to figure out was salvation only for the the Jews at that time. What do we do with these people? But they listened intently to the still small voice of the Holy Spirit and said, it seemed good to us and to the Holy Spirit. And that shows me that they had a personal relationship and revelation with the Holy Spirit. And we can have that today. So one of the main keys that I, I love to teach people is to surrender, surrender completely to the Holy Spirit, just like people surrender to Christ Jesus when they give their heart to him and they confess him as Lord and repent of their sins and encounter God the Father. We can surrender to the Holy Spirit because there's so much more in store for us. But if we're the successors of the disciples who had relationship with the Holy Spirit, and if Acts chapter 2, verses 38 to 39 says that the gift of the Holy Spirit is to all who call on the name of the Lord, to your children, your grandchildren, and all who call on the name of the Lord, that promise is to us. So I love teaching people how to surrender to the Holy Spirit and listen to him for guidance and wisdom. Let me try to help some of our more reluctant brothers and sisters on this doctrine of the Holy Spirit. We know who a father is because we have an earthly father, so we can understand a heavenly father. We understand sonship and brothers as we have in Jesus because we have got that played out in our earthly realm. But there's so much more mystery when it comes to the Holy Spirit. And I think people are concerned about surrendering to him that that would mean that they lose control of themselves. Yeah, they don't need to worry about that whatsoever because the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. The Holy Spirit is a person. And when we surrender to him, we still have our mind, our will, our emotions. Uh, but when we surrender to him, he imparts to us power to tell others about Jesus. And it's kind of similar to, you know, there might be manifestations, but people receive the Holy Spirit in numerous ways. 
whether it's like for me, when I'd encountered the Holy Spirit when I was 18 years old, I felt love, I felt grace, I felt power, like electricity. And knowing that God is supernatural and he's omniscient, omnipotent, all-powerful, all-knowing, you know, uh, when we encounter him, something can happen. So there could be some feelings and things that take place when we encounter him or just a deep peace. I know people that received a deep peace and they just knew that they knew like a deep knowing within them that they encountered the Holy Spirit for the first time, that they received some power. For me, I needed this incredible experience that went on for a couple of hours and, you know, waves of power and grace, like about three or four different waves of, of his power through me. But I still could speak in English. I could still talk to the uh, person who, who laid hands on me around me, things like that. So it empowers us. The Holy Spirit empowers us to be a better equipped witness for Jesus. And uh, But I, I just want to encourage people, surrendering to him is probably one of the most incredible things, most beautiful things that you could possibly do. And then it's an adventure in the Holy Spirit. You will be launched into uh, greater faith. You will be launched into greater power and uh, works for service. And it's all about Jesus. And it's not about us at that point. You know, it's, it's all about him. You know, Jesus even said, if you want the Holy Spirit, ask, have the faith of a child and ask. The Holy Spirit is given to us just by simply asking, just like when we gave our heart to Jesus, how did we do it? We asked him into our life, we confessed him as the Lord, and we surrendered to him in that moment. And so you're breaking out two points that I want to highlight. One is that the Holy Spirit he is part of God, as you already mentioned. So we were created by the Holy Spirit in part, Father, Son, and Spirit, the one God created us. So God knows us, and he's not going to embarrass us. He's not going to do something that we would reject right away. He knows us. So he's going to present himself in such a way that we can receive it easily. That's the first point. The second point is about the surrender what I would really hope people are hearing from, from you, Jared, is that you're not talking like a surrender, a complete surrender of the self. We're really talking about deferring our own will to the will of the Holy Spirit with belief that he is superior. Yeah, that is absolutely correct. And what I know is that when I surrendered to him, it was the most incredible moment, one of the most incredible moments of my life. I was never the same. I was changed. I was transformed. And I needed this. I needed that empowerment. Uh, and I was preparing to go on a mission trip within a few months at that time. And I was just a young 18-year-old kid who was only clean and sober, like probably two months, two and a half months at that point, if I do the math correctly, going all in for Jesus, you know, and, and that is what I needed at that at that moment. And the Holy Spirit will touch people how they need to be touched. Different people react differently to the Holy Spirit or when the Holy Spirit is poured out. And there's sometimes there's people that, you know, they get their flesh involved. It's not on me to judge that situation. It's between them and God. I need to stay focused on the Holy Spirit. So if anybody's ever been to one of those crazy revival meetings, you know, uh, or they think it's crazy, you know, during that time, just focus on the Holy Spirit yourself and, you know, he'll, he'll lead you, he'll guide you and he'll reveal scriptures to you. That's one of the main things that he loves to do is to reveal the scripture to us. And if you have a question about something, ask him, 
He's got all the answers in the universe for you to look at the scripture, to whisper in your ear what scripture to look up and to confirm what is taking place, or even to show you that maybe there's some weird stuff going on that, you know, but he'll lead you, he'll guide you. And he's the best guide and and comforter that we have. He does come in and he starts changing the trajectory of our lives. And you and I both, Pam, know that he could get us in a moment and things could change for us. And honestly, it's for the better. Mm -hmm. So what you're bringing out is what the Bible actually says, that the Holy Spirit is identified as the one. Jesus said he would be the one who would lead us into all truth. Jesus said he would counsel us and guide us. So you're making a great point that if we have questions, take it to the Holy Spirit. That's pretty much his role in our life, in addition to the manifestations of God's power. So what we are is we're given an infilling of the Holy Spirit the moment we confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. That, the Bible says, is our deposit or our guarantee of our salvation. And then beyond that, there's the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which can occur many times in a person's life. Would you like to talk to that, please? Yeah, so that's a great question and a great truth. So the moment we give our life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit fills us up. We receive the Holy Spirit. And I know that, you know, people tend to kind of debate theology over the years, uh, if there is this baptism with the Holy Spirit. Uh, And then sometimes people have, you know, they call it the baptism of the Holy Spirit or the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Uh, The best way I could say this is that when we receive Jesus, we are baptized in the Holy Spirit. We receive the Holy Spirit in that moment. And the Koine Greek shows some distinguishing terms there, if you will, about in, ein, and epi. In, ein, and epi. I don't want to get too caught up in, in the weeds there, but it is best translated as the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Our English puts in the word with in some places, uh, but that that's where the Holy Spirit comes upon us. That's where the Holy Spirit fills us from head to toe, and we are baptized with the Holy Spirit with the empowerment uh, that, that that they received on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. And and sometimes there are different signs or, or evidences that can take place during that encounter. And on the day of Pentecost, we see that they spoke in languages and preached the gospel boldly, and 3,000 people were saved. And that's where in Acts 2.38 and 39, the apostle Peter says that this promise is to you and your children and all who are far off, all who call on the name of the Lord. So this baptism of the Holy Spirit, this empowerment to witness for Jesus is promised to all of us, and that's the gift of the Holy Spirit as a person and as uh, uh, the baptism with the Holy Spirit. But then there are many fillings of the Holy Spirit afterward. Uh, where In Ephesians, it, it talks about, do not get drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery, but instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, um, I don't want to harp on Bible translations because translations are great, but our English can only capture so much of the original language. In the original language of Koine Greek that most of the New Testament was written in, where it says be filled, it says be being filled in the best transliteration that we have. It's an ongoing, continuous, daily encounter, daily relationship with with him where we are filled, whether it's by faith or like I like to tell people, I like to pray until something happens. If I'm spending time in the presence of of God, I want to receive a filling in that moment for the rest of the day. And I'll I'll pray in the spirit. I'll I'll spend time with Jesus. I'll read the scripture. I'll, I'll be studying. So the best way I could say this to wrap this up is 
We are baptized in the Spirit the moment we give our life to Jesus. But then there's this baptism with the Spirit or the baptism in the Holy Spirit, which is the empowerment to be a witness as revealed in Acts chapter 2 and in other places in the book of Acts. And there are evidences that take place in that encounter that then we have these spiritual gifts given to us to be a better equipped witness for Jesus. And then we have a daily ongoing personal relationship with him. And we are continuously filled, whether that's asking him to fill us by faith, or we have another encounter, another filling, or, you know, we, someone lays hands on us and, and, we receive a power encounter in that moment, but it's an ongoing, lifelong feeling that we live and walk in as being spirit-empowered. All right. And I think it's important to bring out, too, what you just touched on is there will be times that the Holy Spirit will impart a special anointing or a special baptism of His power or awareness, a discernment, uh, any number of things for a specific situation that we are in. Yeah. Uh, and whether that's a, a gift of faith, whether that is uh, the spiritual gift of tongues or the interpretation of tongues or the prophetic. Uh, as I'd mentioned, there are evidences. Like for me, when I received this, the baptism of the Holy Spirit on November 14th of 1998, I received it in the way the Holy Spirit, I had to encounter him. And without a doubt knowing this was an encounter with the Holy Spirit, this was life-changing. And for me, I spoke in tongues. Uh, I received a personal private prayer language that flowed out as an evidence in that moment. And for several hours, I was doing this, but also speaking in English and thanking God in English and going back, back and forth. And it was so incredible. The gentleman who laid hands on me, Sam, he had told me, you know, now, now that this has happened, the enemy might try to say that you made this up. I was like, no, in no way, you know, the I'm not going to accept that. But I also knew there's without a doubt, this was Jesus I encountered Jesus, who is the baptizer with the Holy Spirit, and I will never be the same. And since that day, I, I've prayed in, in tongues every single day, even in combat zones, Pam, I would pray in tongues. Even when uh, an IED went off in front of us, I was in the second vehicle. Every time that we'd encountered an improvised explosive device in Afghanistan in 2009, I was praying in tongues. And my my machine gunner, he was a pastor's kid from the Assemblies of God, and he's like, go for it, Jared, go for it. And uh, my staff sergeant didn't know what was going on, but he let me do it. You know, and there, there are moments where we need to pray. There are moments where we need the gift of faith. There are moments where we need uh, a prophetic word to encourage someone. And that's, that's evidence of the Holy Spirit in our lives and filling us in that moment to give something that encourages, comforts, and edifies people. And, and then sometimes we're given boldness. I've recently seen someone who's had the boldness, I believe is an empowerment of the Holy Spirit, telling the Congress that they need to repent of their sins and that God sees what they're doing and God sees everything. But without that empowerment of the Holy Spirit, we are weak, but the Holy Spirit empowers us to lead people to Jesus and to reveal the truth to others. Mm -hmm. You know, I think one way that it's really helpful for me to consider the Holy Spirit is to realize that he is the supernatural power of God. So when I surrender to the Holy Spirit or when I seek the Holy Spirit, I'm, like I said, deferring to the Holy Spirit and I'm wanting God's super to be imposed on my natural. Amen. Well, I think this has been very helpful. You know, there is a doctrine that's been around in the Christian faith for a long time that has made us impotent. And that's the, the doctrine that the gifts are not available for today. These people are called cessationists because they believe the gifts have ceased 
with the last apostle that had actually walked the earth with Jesus. And I don't know where they get that from, Pam. I grew up in a church very similar to that belief and understanding, but God was speaking to me as a 13-year-old kid through prophetic dreams, and I didn't know what to do with them until I was about 18 years old and receive uh, the baptism with the Holy Spirit and and start moving in, in missions and ministry and things like that. But just to sum that up, what they quoted was 1 Corinthians 13, the famous love chapter. Mm-hmm all about spiritual gifts, tongues, prophecy, faith. And in 1 Corinthians 13, it says, when perfection comes, then the imperfect disappears. Uh, So they quote this saying that maybe this perfection is the scripture. But if we see the context of 1 Corinthians 13, it says that we will see face to face when perfection comes. Now, when perfection comes, that is reference to when Jesus comes back. Mm -hmm. Or when we pass into eternity, our time here is done and complete. Our mission is accomplished and we see Jesus face to face. In the context of 1 Corinthians, the whole book of 1 Corinthians, especially with 1 Corinthians 13, the context is all the way in the very first chapter where Paul, in the first couple of paragraphs, he shows that he will be talking about spiritual gifts and perfection when the Lord Jesus Christ returns. So spiritual gifts have not ceased to this day, and they are open and available for all of us because the Holy Spirit loves to be poured out and give gifts as he will so that the body of Christ will mature in Jesus. And we will see God's will done on earth as it is in heaven. So if people don't believe, they will not experience either salvation or the power of the Holy Spirit. And a lot of times people will say, because I haven't experienced it, I don't believe it. And they don't realize they're actually standing in their own way because we need to believe first and then we receive. Well, do we see Wi-Fi? Do we see radio frequencies? Those things are in the air all around us. And I don't want to compare God, the Holy Spirit to any of those, but he is more real than this plane of existence. And even though we may not see him, we can relate to him. We can have personal relationship with him. And by faith, we know that he is there. And the scripture throughout all the scripture shows his existence. You know, none of the books of the Bible, all 66 books, there are no contradictions. Right. And it all points to Jesus. It all points to God, the father and and God, the Holy Spirit. And it's a love letter from God to us. And I think that that's one of the things that I really want people to know is that it's it's about his love. Mm-hmm. He loves you so much. He wants you to have a personal relationship with him. You know, all three of, of him, God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit. And we can relate to him today. And we can, as you mentioned earlier, Pam, you know, do greater things than these in his name. The scripture says that you have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That's dead raising power. Raise Jesus from the dead. That same spirit, the Holy Spirit lives in you and me and to the listener. You know, Jared, both of us have spent many, many years in ministry. I know that you and I are of the same heart. We can't imagine doing anything else. And I've written a few books on the topic of faith and the gifts for today because I want people to understand how we truly can live a transformed life through faith in Jesus Christ and see the enemy actually be caused to retreat. And I know that's what God is calling his church to do today. So in closing, Would you share a little bit with my audience about this very time we're in where God hears his people saying, God, where are you? And God is saying back to us, but my people, where are you with my power I've given you? Oh, amen. 
God is with us. God is with you. God is with me. God is with every person that will listen to this. He is present always. He will never leave us nor forsake us. And in the days ahead, Pam, you and I both know that there's a showdown coming, mm-hmm. just like Elijah on Mount Carmel. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a showdown for all of Israel to see. And there might be a lockdown coming for some people, some things, some powers that be trying to uh, usurp our rights and, and you know, who have the wrong narrative, the false narrative. I mean, in the days ahead, because we have the Holy Spirit, there will be more boldness. We will need more boldness to share the love and grace and truth of the gospel message, but also be exposing the nefarious things that the powers that be are doing, knowing that Jesus is in control of all of it. And he has you and me in his hands. And we need community in the days ahead. Uh, We need prophetic communities. We need Holy Spirit empowered communities of people taking care of each other, seeing signs and wonders take place, seeing food multiply as we be generous on every occasion, as we live the, the gospel message. And we, we saw this in 2020, and all of a sudden, it's going to be coming back around. But there's a showdown coming, and people in high places will be exposed, and their true colors will come out. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of pushback, but I don't want people to fear anything. The scripture talks to us about fear not, fear not. We need to be in complete surrender to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and do what he's telling us to do. Like, Pam, you're, you, you've got this podcast, you release your books. You know, I I do the same thing and uh, all kinds of other things, preaching the gospel. But we need that same faith that the the apostles had in the book of Acts. They went through some crazier times. Oh, yeah. But they had the boldness and the power of the Holy Spirit around them. And they faced martyrdom. Out of all the apostles, only one made it to old age. Uh, The rest of them were martyred for their faith. But in the days ahead, we need the boldness of the Holy Spirit. There's a showdown coming. But God is in control, and we need to fear not, and we need to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit for ourselves to do what he has called and assigned us to do. Each one of us. We're one body, many parts. I will definitely have all of your information in the show notes for my listeners so they can find out about your Fireborn Ministries, your podcast, and your new book that you have, The Baptism with the Holy Spirit. What you're doing with your wife, Rochelle, is just such a help to the body of Christ. So I want to thank you. And I look forward to having you back. Well, thank you so very much, Pam. It's always an honor to to be on your podcast and have you on mine. And thank you so very much. Uh, Keep doing what God has called you to do. Many thousands of lives will be changed and transformed through you and already have. But I think you're going to see a multiplication in the coming days yourself. All for God's glory. In quick review, it's imperative that we willingly surrender to the guidance of the Holy Spirit with the conviction that as God, He knows what is best for us and He alone can empower us to experience the victory Christ died to give us. If you would like more help in understanding the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives and about the accessibility of God's supernatural gifts for today, I encourage you to get my book, Renew Your Hope, Remedy for Personal Breakthroughs. If you purchase through my website and you use the promo code FTLB, which of course stands for Faith to Live By, you'll receive a 20% discount and I'll even sign the book for you. Jared explained we actually have three access points to the Holy Spirit. He used the Greek terms en, ian, and epi. First, at the moment we place our faith in Jesus, the Holy Spirit is given to indwell us 
and to guide us into all truth. This is our deposit or guarantee of our salvation. The evidence of this indwelling is often noted by speaking in tongues or what I like to call our supernatural heavenly prayer language. The second way is in a given situation, according to God's wisdom, the Holy Spirit's power manifests to accomplish a particular public purpose. This is a special empowering for various works of service, whether it be to speak in tongues in a public setting and wait for the interpretation, or to discern spirits, to produce healing, or any other miraculous feat. The third way is in our private relationship, as we seek a conscious guidance from the Holy Spirit and choose to yield to Him throughout our day. As Jared said, we are to be being filled, which is to say it is to be a continuous, present tense experience we seek. In these days, on God's timeline, more than ever, we need to be rightly connected to the Holy Spirit to experience all God wants for His children. God has been teaching us about the importance of our words, the power of the tongue, and how life and death are caused by the words we speak. On the Jewish calendar, this is the decade of the 80s, so using our mouths to decree and declare God's will is highlighted. God spoke through Julie Green about this with her post of September 8, 2023, and I loosely quote, Your enemies will not win. I will remove every chain the enemy has had on you. But you have not given me the opportunity. God then speaks what he hears us saying in response. But Lord, why wouldn't we want our enemies to be defeated? That's what we've been praying. And God responds, Yes, that is what you've been crying out in prayer. But my children, your words outside your prayer closet are exactly opposite of what you've prayed. The words you speak outside of prayer reveal what you actually believe the most. They reflect what you believe in your heart, and so you speak them. You need to be in my written word. I've repeated this time and time again because some of you still aren't. It's important to renew your mind with my words, to get these words down on the inside of you. Then believe my word and speak those words out of your mouth. Believe and you will receive, not hope and wish and you will receive. Speak to those problems. Speak to those mountains. Speak to those chains. You command them to be removed, to come off. I've given you that power in my name. There's no more time to wait. There is no more time to wait. It's time, my children. I'm here and I'm waiting for my children to take their place to speak my words with boldness. I am faithful to perform my words, so speak them, decree them, get them down into your heart, because in what is coming, you will need my words. Don't fear what I'm saying. No, don't fear these words. No, I am telling you this to prepare you so you are strengthened. To the ones who will obey, great will be your reward. Great is the reward for those who believe, those who remember who I am. I am your protector, deliverer, stand by, advocate, and judge over all the earth. I am bringing justice, so stand. Again, I say this day, stand. I am coming. My glory is falling upon the earth for miracles, signs, and wonders. They are all coming. Don't lose hope now, because I am looking for those who have faith, who will persevere, who won't give in, and won't quit. I have something very special on the horizon for you. Perceive the gifts I have, my glory that I'm pouring out, the strength I am giving. Great is your reward. End quote. I strongly encourage you to watch the video for this prophetic word and the other three mentioned earlier. 
You'll find the links in the show notes. Truly, we have been being graciously warned by God for quite some time, and though it seems like the fulfillment of prophecy will never come, the day does come, and I believe with all of my being we are in the very start of the fulfillment of God's prophetic words. Tim Sheets prophesied about the months of June, July, and August being followed by intensified times in September and October, which is entirely consistent with what I have also sensed from God. Okay, that concludes today's podcast. Next week, I plan on having James Roguski back on to explain the outcome of our efforts to rally the people of the world to put the World Health Organization on notice that we do not give consent for them having control over our health care. Remember, the deadline for notifying them was September 20th, so make a point of listening to next week's podcast to learn what more we must do to protect the autonomy of our health care. There are three more important meetings planned by the United Nations and the World Health Organization where your action is vital. Learn more about it next week. If you like what you hear from me with this podcast, I highly recommend my book series, my award-winning blog, connecting with me on social media where I cover many more topics than I can with this weekly podcast, and consider signing up for my certificate course in apologetics. My aim with that course is to help people learn how to not only use apologetics to share truth with others, but help Christian leaders incorporate apologetics in their respective ministries so more Christians are confident about sharing their faith. Learn more about my online apologetics course using the link in the show notes. Should you have a topic you want me to explore with this podcast, simply let me know. Again, my email address is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. If this podcast blesses you, and I certainly hope it does because you are the reason I work as hard as I do, would you consider partnering with me in my vision? You know my whole goal is to help people discover and live in life-giving truth and to experience all the hope truth provides. You can, and I hope you do personally, share truth with others on your own. But have you thought about how many more people you could reach by partnering with me? Help me grow this podcast, get my books into more people's hands, and talk me up to others to get me more speaking engagements and increase this podcast audience. Then together, as partners, we will be making a much greater impact than we can on our own. There are several ways you can choose to partner with me. Certainly, telling others about me and my ministry, along with prayer, is top of the list. There is nothing as powerful as personal endorsements or word-of-mouth referrals. Buying my books and products is another way. All of my books in the Faith to Live By series were written to help people better understand the Christian faith and how to successfully live it out. The first book is Examine Your Faith, Finding Truth in a World of Lies. The second, Renew Your Hope. Remedy for Personal Breakthroughs. And the third is Revive Your Life, Rest for Your Anxious Heart. There are two more in the series about the end times. The first one is Prepare for the Harvest, Confidence in God's End Time Promises, written for Christians to properly understand God's plans for His people during the end times. And the other is Prepare for the Harvest, God's Challenge to the Church Today. It's written to help church leadership be ready in every way possible for the long-prophesied billion-soul harvest. Visit my website and get any or all of these books with a deep 20% discount by using the word TRUTH at checkout. I also welcome donations, but for now, they're not tax-deductible. However, I'm working on that, so listen in the weeks to come and you'll learn more about how you can support me through donations that will be tax-deductible. Supporting the businesses I feature as affiliate partners is yet another way you can partner with me. I seek to find affiliates who can offer you goods and services you need, and I have some very exciting money-saving America First goods and services you will not want to miss out on. 
Newest to my affiliate list is a company I'm exceedingly excited to introduce you to. If you're like me, you're tired of paying very high prices for cable television, and you've been waiting to find just the right company who shares your values to replace your cable service. Well, I found it. It's called Q Streaming. They provide over 3,000 channels, including live TV with local stations from across the United States, U.S. networks, sports networks, movie networks, and pay-per-view events. You get all that for about half of what most cable companies charge, and there's no contract, just a monthly subscription. Using the link in the show notes, go and look around and sign up to start viewing the programs you like for a fraction of what you're paying now. All while supporting a Christian-owned and operated company that exclusively uses word-of-mouth advertising so as not to spend money on commercial advertisement that supports the woke movement. And don't forget, when it comes to your health, I also have affiliate partners Mfinity and Dr. Zelenko's ZStack supplements. You can learn more on the affiliates page and the information in the show notes. Also, there's Operation Tomahawk, which Scott McKay started. It's a subscription program that allows you to get your household and personal care items from a company that is American-owned and operated, because we don't want to support the deep state. And regarding your finances, I want you to know about Dr. Kirk Elliott. He's a personal wealth advisor who offers free consultations to understand your financial goals and help you reach them. When you purchase my books, products, or services, or products and services from any of my affiliates, you get something you want, and at the same time, you support me. It's truly a benefit for all of us. So why not shop for yourself or to get gifts for friends and family? Your support is greatly appreciated. All affiliate partners' information is in the show notes, and I have a dedicated web page where you can learn even more, and you can hear the interviews I've conducted in the vetting process. Of course, you need to do your own due diligence to make your own decisions what to purchase. But to help you, I am researching companies and interviewing their representatives and using their products or services myself to provide you a personal recommendation. There's a link to all the interviews in the show notes. I sincerely hope you appreciate my dedication to you through these podcasts. Let me know how this podcast impacts you and what you're now doing in response to the equipping you've received through me. Again, my email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. If you like the content and resource material I bring with this podcast, you'll find much more by connecting with me through my blog. In fact, my blog has been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content. And I'm very active on social media. I can actually cover more on social media than I can with this weekly podcast. And to receive even more, please be sure to check out my dedicated podcast listeners page called Beyond the Podcast. Here's where we can connect exclusively, and you can download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. And on that page, I also ask you to help me learn more about what you want by completing the form visible once you scroll down the page. And I would especially appreciate you subscribing to my complimentary bi-monthly e-newsletter. As a new subscriber, you can choose one of three gifts I offer in appreciation for your subscription. Subscribing will make you a preferred member where you will receive special announcements and offers not available to others. Depending upon where you listen to my podcast, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever these features are available. A review helps the show reach more people, it helps spread the gospel, and helps people learn how to better apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him.